Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast and welcome back to another Patreon special. So for those of you who are wondering, man, normally I do these types of videos very frequently on my Patreon. So if you guys want to know more about TOEFL IBT, the lecturer and discussion types of questions within the listening, the reading, the writing, everything in general, a lot of exclusive content and coaching hours are available. We'll just leave it there. But today... I'm going to be discussing something very well. See, I was coaching one of my students this morning, and I realized on one of the audios, it was ridiculously extensive, right? And I'm over here just fiddling around, trying to write down everything, and I'm like, well, if I can't even write down all the details like by typing, how difficult is it going to be for someone to listen? And not only that, to know what to write down in regards to notes so that they could formulate a well-structured, nice little one-minute presentation. Guys, I know that this is very difficult. So what I have today and what I'm going to be doing with you today is that we're going to be, we're going to do one of these very, very difficult uh, part fours to have to take proper notes. Or as a matter of fact, you're actually going to see me take these with that guy. Is can can I difficult the speaking question part or is because very difficult for you to okay what exactly do I need to take the notes how do I take them how do I separate the information I'm gonna go over this I know I haven't gone over uh, the speaking part four questions or the speaking question fours often it's mainly like you know the number two and the number three so today is one of the very very you know, the very first of its kind. But nonetheless, guys, this is a minute and 53 seconds. You're going to see how I take the notes. You're going to see how I separate the information. And you're going to see how, okay, he didn't write that down, but why? I'm going to explain that too. So if you're watching on video, congratulations. If you're not, if you're listening to me, don't worry. You're going to hear me Again, discuss what notes I had taken and all that good stuff. So with that being said, I'm going to hurry up and make sure that my MacBook isn't freezing as always. And again, yes, it is. It sure enough is. Okay. All right. I think we're good now. So what I'm going to do is pull this up. Let's get into it. Last time we talked about canyons. We learned that a canyon is a deep split between rock faces resulting from erosion by water. What I want to talk about today is the two main types of canyons, plateau canyons and slot canyons. Even though both types of canyons are created by the erosion of water, the basic difference between them is the source of the water that creates them. So let's talk about plateau canyons first. As their name suggests, plateau canyons form on plateaus. Plateaus are shaped by geological forces that lift them up and the wind and rain that wears them down. This rain creates rivers on the surface of the plateau. Plateau canyons are created by these rivers that continuously eat into the plateau and can be very wide. Now, slot canyons, on the other hand, are very narrow canyons that are much deeper than they are wide. Many slot canyons are so narrow that you can touch both walls at the same time, even though the canyons have vertical walls that are often hundreds of feet deep. Now, unlike plateau canyons, which are formed by rivers constantly eroding the plateau, 
slot canyons are created by flash floods. Flash floods usually occur after a period of heavy rain, within six hours of the rain event. Because the erosion by flash floods doesn't last as long as the constant effect of a river, slot canyons of any depth are usually found in softer rock. So sandstone and limestone beds are typical locations for large slot canyons. Or large slot canyons. Okay, there it is, guys. Now, again, I understand, like, I was actually getting thrown off at the very beginning because sometimes I overanalyze. I hear three things that I wanted to write down, but what ended up happening was I'm like, okay, Arsenio, you should be writing right now. The message isn't going from your brain to your hands. It's not going from your brain to your hands. This could be a big problem. So then I ended up mistyping and then all that other good stuff happened. So I did kind of mess up at the beginning, but nonetheless, here are my notes. So first and foremost, let's make this a little bit easier. Let me see if I can, um, I separated my information, okay? Now, <sighs> what happens is he didn't give so much of an introduction, but he did give a minor introduction in regards to how both of the canyons are formed. It's by a source of water. So obviously you would begin with, okay, the lecture is about, you know, canyons in general and how, you know, the lecturer discusses two different types of canyons, both of which are, okay, formed by a source of water. First are the, what is it? The plateau canyons, okay? So this is how you would open up, okay? Now, obviously, form on plateaus. And what I would do to separate information is I would put a line on my paper. So for those of you who are watching me, you see the line there, and then you're going to see me put a line between, uh, what is it, rivers eat into the plateau and be very wide, along with slot, because I want to make sure that I have those separations that I can mark as an indicator where I need to put a linker to separate the information, of course. Now, after giving you that introduction, the notes I had taken down was form on plateaus, shaped by geological forces, wind and rain that wears them down. The rain creates rivers, rivers eat into the plateau and can become very wide. That's basically what plateau canyons are, okay? Then I have slot canyons. Now, slot, there was a little bit more information but I really want you guys, if you're not already following me on my YouTube, okay, I know you guys are watching me on Facebook and whatnot, um, but if you're listening to me, I really want you to see the notes that I've taken because you guys probably said, well, why didn't you write down the vertical walls? You know, the 100 feet. Okay, you could. If you have the opportunity, you can. But these are the notes I had written down because I wanted to hurry up and compartmentalize all the content words and make sure I, that I have all the important information down rather than the, just a bunch of specific details. Got it? Important information, specific details. Now, with slot canyons, they're more narrow. They're deeper than they are wider, okay? They're more deeper than they are wider, okay? So, and they are created by flash floods, this is when, okay, heavy periods of rain, okay, and then this ends up occurring after six hours, 
and they are found in sandstone and limestone, okay? Also typical locations for large slot canyons, okay? Now, again, what I would have to do is make that coherent because these are just notes. So that last sentence isn't very coherent now, is it? I wrote down slot canyons are found in sandstone and limestone and typical locations for large slot canyons. Now, the and typical locations for large slot canyons, I'm not exactly sure if that is the word for word verbatim, but again, that's what I wrote down. So how can I make that coherent? How can I make all this coherent? The goal here today was to see the note taken, okay? And the note taken, obviously, you're gonna have that opening. Like I said at the beginning, you could go back, listen to my opening remark. Okay, how did Arsenio open up? He opened up like this. Oh, I get it. A lot of you would say this. Do you need an opening? Okay. Do you need an introduction? Absolutely. Because if you just go and say, okay, so uh, slot candies, are, okay, the lecturer, he speaks about slot candies of this. Okay, slot candies of this. And, and then plateau canyons. Again, you don't want to start off at slot canyons either. You want to go in, a, in the systematic way that you hear it. I've heard other people and students uh, discuss before or ask me before, they're like, well, I get a lot of different information from different people. This is why it's very important to stick to one coach. So obviously, if you have an IELTS coach or a TOEFL coach or this coach or that coach, it's very difficult when you get conflicting information because you're unsure which one to take. Let me give you an example. For the speaking question three, I'm going to quickly point this out. Some people had said, oh, well, you should start off at the lecture, go to the reading, then go back to the lecture. I'm a, I said, what? Who told you that? I said, you know what? It doesn't even matter who told you that. Listen, that's going to be 25 seconds out of the one minute that you have. You're not going to be graded on 25 seconds worth of material that you're basically repeating. Because if you say the lecturer talks about this and the reading discusses it, no, this isn't like you're not doing uh, integrated essay. Okay. You're not doing an integrated essay where you're actually, okay, this is, this is the opposing. This is what it said. This is that, this, that it's not what the, this isn't what that is. So this is why it's very, very important people to understand that whoever you learn with, you got to be very careful with the type of information you give. This is why a lot of people have come to me and say, hey, I need help at this and that. And this is why so many people have gotten, you know, 105 or 106, 100, you know, into the one teens, because I basically know the way to do it. All right. So be careful with that is all I'm trying to tell you guys. With the speaker question three, you need to say the readings about da, 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 waste no more than eight seconds. Then you go directly into the lecture. Okay. Okay, so the lecture, okay, the, or the speaker talks about a personal example, such as, or you would have to just obviously put a lot of structure into it, understand how you're going to answer. But again, it just needs to go down like an upside down pyramid. All right, so going into this, back to the speaking part four, the question that I'm teaching you guys right now, got to have your opening. It could be seven to eight seconds. The, the, the notes that I had written down for this specific opening was the source of water. So you could open up like that. 
okay? Canyons, okay? Uh, they're deep slits resulting from erosion. And I actually missed a couple of other vocabulary terms. And then he introduced canyons and, you know, how they're a source of water and how they're created by a source of water and everything. That's your opening. So you have to make that coherent, all right? And then after that, 25, you know, 25 seconds per example for plateau and for slot. All right. Now there's a lot of notes. Look back over. You can listen to it yourself. Listen to it again. Okay. Compare your notes with mine. Tell me what you think. Follow me on IG. Tag me in a post and everything. I would love that. And again, figure out what's best for you. But you guys saw or have heard, if you're listening to me on the podcast, the, diff the, the notes I had taken. All right. So understand that, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. you guys want more exclusive coaching, okay, listen and help. I'm going to be doing listening discussions coming up very, very soon, hopefully uh, this week. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, let's see if I can fire one off tomorrow. Uh, and again, any recommendations out there? But again, if you guys are interested in coaching or the membership or Again, whatever you may have, whatever questions you may have, or even if you want, hey, can you make a video about this? I would love to do that. So again, with that being said, this is what I do on the Patreon membership site for all my students over there. So if you're interested, again, I've already said that like 10 times and stay tuned for more. I'm your host as always. Thanks for tuning in. Over and out.